ladies and gentlemen, welcome to CSCR Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. This is the show that brings to you the highlights of the sports world and industry from the NBA, NFL, MLB, EPL, and so much more. CSCR is here to focus on local sports in the Windy City. From the Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Cubs, and White Sox. We're here to talk sports to the true fans of Chicago. We are live here from Studio One at WCSN, the Windy City Sports Network. This is CSCR, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio. And we're trying to get used to using everything back into the studio here. Thank you, everyone, for listening and tuning in to this episode, episode 23, Chicago Sports Crunch Radio, Windy City Sports Network, WCSN. I'm Big Nick Cole, and next to me, the one and only, and we'll get more into titles, producer of the show, Mr. Jackman. Hey guys, it's great to be back. We've been away for a while, but I'm really excited about this new show. There's a lot to talk about, and I'm excited to get this show started. So we've been gone for roughly um, over a year, a little about bit over a year, right? Yeah, a little over a year. And um, please uh, deal with us for the beginning stages of of getting back into the uh, into the. Uh, the nest and figuring out all this stuff. Um, we did not do a new intro because I want to uh, open it with the old intro that we used to go into, and we will end up having a new intro that eventually will end up going in. So I w- just want to make sure that um, we will have that in the new 2018. So the new intro will be coming in and entering in. Um, but more importantly, um, uh, I want to make sure we thank everyone out there, uh, all the support that we ended up getting, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, all those um, social media outlets. Uh, appreciate everything, um, but um, we're back, and uh, we're going to be trying to do weekly to bi-weekly. We'll see uh, how this goes, um, but uh, we were holding out for a year. That's what happened, and that's why we had the absence. Uh, we were in negotiations with WCSN. Um, and we ended up closing negotiations uh, roughly about, what do you think, Jackman, two weeks ago it was? Yeah, roughly. So we currently have uh, titles, and the titles uh, that we currently have is, I'm the chief engineer now. So there was a, a bunch of who, uh, hoopla going around of what our titles are going to be, what we can incorporate, what we can't use. Uh, and uh, our, t- our hands were tied behind the back, so we ended up uh, uh, negotiating on a fair deal on both parties so we can get back on the airwaves here. Jackman, again, is the maintenance engineer and producer of the show. Uh, we don't have Sammy the Bull with us, but he will be with us. Um, and uh, he's, uh, he's the uh, magician of, of many trades here. 
he's the director of programming, uh, director of promotions, director of uh, production. Um, and then uh, we might have some special guests uh, that, that hop in uh, from time to time. Uh, the way we're going to end up doing this, guys, is we're not going to have a variety of other shows. We're just going to put everything all into one. So one more round radio will be incorporated with this CSCR. We just think that there was too many facets and too many shows to choose from. So boxing will be incorporated on the CSCR show, which is this show right here. Uh, Russell talk radio um we might might talk briefly about wrestling it depends if people want to hear wrestling or not i'm a huge wrestling fanatic i still watch wrestling uh royal rumble's coming up um and uh the raw 25 is coming up so um i know i cover it on our twitter and our facebook but uh i just uh i can't talk it if if we do uh we will start jumping into facebook lives as well uh once i have the camera in the studio set up uh we will start doing some facebook live stuff uh, where you guys can actually see us. We probably won't be on for the whole show on Facebook Live, maybe like in the beginning, first 15 minutes, first 20 minutes, and then that's pretty much it. Uh, and then we'll move on from there. The cool thing with Facebook Live that I like is that when you fans are on there, you can interact with us. So you guys can ask us at least the questions, and we can answer them live. So as you guys are, as we're doing the show live, it could be on Facebook Live, and uh, we can even do the Periscope on Twitter as well. So we can do all that stuff. Um We'll touch and dabble on soccer a little bit as well uh, on this show. Um, if there's any hot topics, uh, baseball obviously as well. Uh, hasn't started. Spring training's coming up. Uh, this should be about a month away, I believe. And uh, Cubs and Sox, uh, some of the Cubs and Sox have already started reporting, uh, which is good to see. That means summer or spring's right around the corner. Remember Harry Carey's voice? We talked about this on a previous episode. Remember oh, yeah. that, Jackman? Yes, yes. You knew spring when was coming. Had, yeah. I like, how about, do you like when they do on the Cubs, when they do the seventh inning stretch and they got the tape of Harry? You I'm ever not, heard that? I'm not a Cub fan. I have heard it, though. Yeah, um, I mean, I've, I've heard it. It's not the same. Well, it takes me back 25 years. When you hear that, you think, I think back when I used to watch diehard Cubs. I used to watch the Cubs a lot in the late 80s, early 90s. And uh, it takes me back when I hear his voice. It get goosebumps, really. Yeah, it does. I mean, it does to me too. I just always, I know you used to watch the Cubs back then. Yeah, I, I just remember where um, it'd be warm out and uh, it'd be around Easter and stuff, and and you would hear Harry Carey and Steve Stone on, and you just knew you can smell like the, the fresh cut grass, and uh, you just knew it was summer was right, right around the corner. Or how about stuff. how about the opening game? You rush home to catch it it's just, and they, they used to be 120 back then yeah 115 start yeah right 120 115 yep. start you rush home you still watch some of the game all the day games i mean it was just different back then and it had a certain aura to it that was nice about it it was sort of like mayberry town you know with the cubs back then they they daytime uh people take off go to the cubs game it's all different now it's all commercialized now it's all money yeah everyone's all about money yep but uh again um we are back um and uh we will stay back uh we just opened up our uh, social outlets um about i'd say two three weeks ago and we've been getting some good traction uh i appreciate everyone's involvement and uh feedback uh so please continue to keep uh uh, driving that and uh, obviously telling us anything you guys want to hear, anything you guys want us to do, uh, that'd be awesome. Um, then we have um, uh, signed a three-year contract. So we will be here for three years until we maybe leave on another hiatus. Hopefully not. We'll see and we'll go from there, right? 
Yes, yes. So um, to dig in a little bit of what, what we're going to go over about on this show is, uh, one, we've missed a lot, um, and we're not really going to go touch back on a lot of the stuff that we missed, but we want to talk a little bit about what, what has been going on and what's some of the hot topics going on. So I want to make sure we do the trifecta, and some of the trifecta stuff that I want to go over is I want to talk about the Bulls and a lot of their um, uh, things that they've got going on, and then on top of it, too, some of the Bears issues, um, I call it issues. Some people may not. Um, some people are happy, I guess, in the city about it. But uh, I want to do a little rant. I want to talk a little bit about it uh, and go over about a lot of the Bears um, things that are going on. Obviously, it's off season as well there too, but they're trying to get something together there for the season. Uh, then we're going to dig into boxing. There's a fight coming up this Saturday. Um, and then some of the uh, hot topics that are going on in boxing, some interesting stuff and uh, some interesting scenarios. Um, but before we dig into that, um, and then this is the first time in a long time that we're doing this, uh, or at least that I'm doing this, is I just want to make sure that we talk about our social media outlets and where you can listen to us. So then that way, if you are tuning in for the first time on this and you're hearing this for the first time, you know where we can get you this or where you can listen to us. So obviously you can follow us on social media and you can follow us on Twitter. Windy City at Windy City Sports Network. Windy City is one word sports network um, or at WCSN, the number three. The same thing on Facebook. It's Windy City, one word sports network, and that's at WCSN, WCSN, the number three. Now, what we did now that we came back is all our social, social, social media uh, that is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are now on Instagram, are all at WCSN, the number three. The reason we picked three is because this originally started with the Red Red Bull Army, the three party, and that's Sammy the Bull, Jackman, and Big Nick Cold. So that's the reason for the three. And a majority of the time when we're doing our shows, we always have three. So um, that's why we decided to do that. So anyways, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at WCSN, the number three. You can listen to us. Um, we on our social media, we will post it on Facebook. It'll be on Twitter as well too. Um, but you can also listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher radio and tune in radio. If you're on iTunes, make sure you rate us a five and subscribe. The more, the more higher rating we get and the more subscriptions we get, the higher we will get on the, um, I guess you want to call it the podcast world. Yeah. The top 100. Yes. And uh, that means that we'll get more traction there. Stitcher Radio and TuneIn Radio are apps that are on your mobile devices, on your phones, and they're iOS ready and Android phone ready. So if you've got an Android phone or an iOS, Samsung, Apple, whatever you have, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio. I am currently in the works on trying to get it on radio.com as well. I will bust that news and I'll let everybody know once that goes through um, on there as well too. So, um, And then again, obviously, our original platform, which we're still on there, and we use them a lot is uh, SoundCloud. So SoundCloud, it's Windy City Sports Network, uh, and then you can go in from there. But um, that's where you can listen to us. Uh, we'll always be on there right when the show's done. We'll post it on all of the uh, social media and on the um, uh, listening platforms so we can go from there. How's that sound, Jackman? Sounds good. Let's dig in some topics <clears throat> now, my friend. Ah, uh, man. All right. So first and foremost, and this is sort of because now that we can at least step back and look at things, uh, Jimmy Butler trade. Um, people, I guess, know on some of my posts on Facebook and Twitter, when I do post you guys, I'm sort of blunt. I'll tell you if people are garbage or, or whatever. It, it Basically, um, I have the true feeling of what 
a Chicago fan is. And if I don't like something, I'm going to say it right away. doesn't necessarily mean that later on down the road I'm not going to look back at things and eat crow and say, hey, you know what, I was wrong about that. Maybe maybe this is good. But um, a couple things that um, when the Jimmy Butler trade went through, I didn't like it. Yeah, you know what, I was sort of against it too because I, I grew fond of Jimmy Butler. I seen him as when he started, when he was a bencher. Then when Lou Aldane got hurt, he started playing. He worked his way up. In the beginning, he didn't score many points. He was a defensive player, a hard-nosed player. He Each year, you saw him improve. You saw him score more points. And then you even saw him when Rose left, you see, you seen him become the focal point of the team. So you kind of get attached to the guy, and you're like, wow, this guy's scoring 20 points a game. He rebounds, he assists, and he plays good defense. So you're like, who are these guys? Who are they going to get? So I was I – was, against it too initially yeah and i think also i mean you have to think two years before that um just because obviously you were talking about rose and them that's when we lost um the team that we were at least normally seeing and thinking that's what the future of the bulls were going to be and that was noah uh dang ended up leaving i know dang was before them right uh d rose when they went to new york with noah um and and uh, you were losing a lot of those Tibbs was gone, and it's just like, man, they just dismantled that team that we were originally normally used to seeing. It was a good team, but it couldn't get over the, the LeBron James hump. Yeah, and then then you sit there, and then they trade Jimmy Butler, and then it's like, whoa, hold on a second here, man. You just traded Jimmy Butler for Chris Dunn and Zach Levine, and then obviously it was during the draft – so we swapped the drafts there, and we didn't know the outcome of what was going to happen no. on between the number 7 and the number 16 pick. So at the moment, we're just looking at it thinking, man, we just got some guy that had an ACL that was torn up, some guy, some point guard that's an unproven point guard, and, and we just let go of potentially a top three player in the league at the time, right? Yeah. Top three, top five? Top five at least. Jimmy Butler last, uh, two years ago, or not this year, but the year before? Maybe 10, 15. You didn't think he was about top five? I think he was top five sometimes. Okay, let's let's go over him. Who's number one in your eyes? Currently right now. Yes. Oh, man, that's hard. I would like to say LeBron. Okay. Um, I don't know. With what's happening in Cleveland right now where people are saying uh, that Cleveland, I mean, again, he's got really no help there either. He can't really do it alone. But, again, what are you going to do? You're going to turn around and say Durant or Curry? But those no. guys got a team of, like. Right, they got help. Yeah, he's tons of it, not right. just a little. Like, like I think I think LeBron. Okay, do you think uh, Butler is better than uh, Westbrook? Uh, that's close, Russell. I, that's close. I a, think Russell's better. I think Curry. I right, at this moment, I think you'd have to say Curry number two. Okay. Okay, but okay, but that's three guys. If you say Curry's better, and than, then Durant. Durant's probably a little better too. I, I have Durant above Westbrook, a little bit. Oh, you do? Yeah. So I'm 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 going I'm going I'm going LeBron, Curry, Durant. And then maybe you can start thinking about like Westbrook and or Butler, but not Butler how, how this about year. Clay Thompson, do you think uh, Butler is better than Clay Thompson? Yeah, you do. Yeah, I think so. If you put if you put Jimmy in the right situation, I, I think, think they're so. close. I don't think they're close. I think he's closer to <laughs> to Westbrook. But Westbrook's in any case, a beast. but I'm just saying. And then you got the Greek freak. I know you're very oh. fond of him. 
I Giannis. may I may toss him at like number four. Right, he's up there. So I yeah. mean, there's there's more guys when you look at it. And how about Anthony Davis, a Chicago native? He's good. Hey, you know he's what? He's really good. You know what I'm going to say about Anthony Davis, and I got a newfound respect for that man. Uh, he's got an old school mentality, an old school brain. Um, he actually, they were talking to him about potentially leaving. Um, uh, the Pelicans. Yes, and he said no. He goes, I'm, I'm gonna stay here and be loyal to New Orleans, wow. just like they used to in the old days. Um, it, it was very uh, to hear an athlete say that. I know money talks. Refreshing, huh? If money comes out and he leaves, I'll laugh. But um, you don't hear that from young talent anymore. No. That gone are the days of of Magic Johnson, who gets drafted by the Lakers and stays with them his entire career. Gone are the days of Michael Jordan getting drafted by the Bulls. Uh, Larry Bird, you know what I mean? Like the days of of a player that used to stay with that one team and end their career are right. gone. Right. These guys swap, and to hear an athlete of his caliber say that was like, wow. I I really hope he stays in New Orleans, and I really hope eventually. They put some talent, dude. What is up with Boogie? Oh, Boogie Cousins. I I, I I mean, what's wrong? I don't know. I just think there's a couple times I'm watching him play the last couple weeks, and he's like giving up. He gets disengaged, me. Yeah, like big time. I'm like, I don't get it. He's very talented. He's just got to stay extremely engaged. talented. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But in any case, um, you look back at um, the overall trade and. If you look how, at yeah, how do you feel now about the trade? Okay, so that's when the trade happened. I I, I hated it. I was like, man, right? I don't I don't. Paxson doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, Gar Foreman doesn't know what he's doing. These guys need to go. Uh, I, I just complete like it was just a complete. I I couldn't take it. I in a way I remember remember I was texting you saying I'm a Bucks fan now. Yeah, I'm like I don't even want to watch the Bulls anymore. Like this is right. This is disheartening. It was just like. Um, it was just very disheartening for me. So, um, but now you sit back and you look at it, and it's like, hold on a second here now. It's like we ended up getting Zach Levine, who was out for about half the year. I'm going to call it about half the year. He just came back last week. Um, no, he's been out a year roughly. He he he. No, but for the season, so oh, we didn't okay, see him until okay, recently. Right, right. And it's the All Star break almost, so right. about half the year. Um, and he hasn't played a lot. About three games. Right. Two games, three games. Yes. So, I mean, right now he in those three two, games. three games, three he, games. he's uh, averaging 12.3 points, 2.7 rebounds, and three assists. That's not bad at all. And it's it's going to be – He's do, only playing 20 minutes yeah, right now. Yeah, and it's going to do nothing but go up higher the more minutes he plays. And the more he gets comfortable. Then you get Dunn, who – and I know we were talking about this earlier. Um, he's he's re- currently right now 13.7 points a game, 4.6 rebounds, and 6.3 assists. Now, those stats are decent. But the bigger thing that I think Chris Dunn, at least that I see, is bringing is that kid's got great leadership. Yes. And he can lead a team as a point guard. And, I I mean, I just – I see nothing but great things from Chris Dunn. I hope he continues. I hope he continues to keep growing. Um, I I hope he gets into more of a leader role on the Bulls. He's got – he keeps his nose clean. You don't hear any drama off the court with the kid. Uh, he's just someone that I think you can – I mean, I'm not hearing anything bad coming out of the locker room about the guy. I, I just really hope that this is the kid that can hold that team down. You know what I mean? I, I, he, just the leadership that he brings right now is more than the stats that he's putting together. Yeah. First, get well soon, Chris Dunn. That was a bad yeah. call he took. Why would you hold on that long? 
He slipped. Man, he scorpioned. Yeah. That was nuts. But, but you know, get well soon, Chris Dunn. You know what? Chris Dunn is one of my favorite bulls right now. Yep. This young kid has impressed me. Last year he was on the bench. Co- uh, Coach Hoiberg's been working with him. He's shooting better. The kid's confident. He runs the offense. Chris Dunn could be my point guard, starting point guard any day, and the sky's the limit for him. Yeah. He can keep improving and become an all-star. He runs the offense. He's very smart. He runs the pick and roll well with Robin Lopez. He's a good passer. He's a great defender. And he's, you he's called got lo- it yes. that Tibbs never played him because that's how Tibbs is. He never plays rookies. No, he doesn't play rookies. And that's why we never saw him, and we always thought he was unproven. Now he came here, Hoiberg's playing him. And again, I was a Hoiberg. I'm the guy who was saying all the time, Hoiberg shouldn't be coaching high school basketball. But I mean, I think at, at the end, we were talking about this last week, that um, there's a couple cancers that were on the team last year, and we, we got to call a spade a spade. And, I mean, in a way, Butler and D. Wade and, and, and these guys were very cancerous to the team at the same time. Well, and they were the ones holding Hoiberg and that team back because of all the negativity. Now they're gone, and look what's happening. See, those guys hold the ball a lot, all of them. Dwayne Wade likes holding the ball a lot. Butler, the last two, three years, started holding the ball a lot. Rondo likes holding the ball a lot. Okay, Coach Hoiberg. Likes to play like Golden State spread and San out. Antonio. Right. He likes to spread it out. He likes to push up the floor, get the players up, get in their offense, get in transition, spread the floor, have your wings out, maybe go in the center, and then if it's clogged or double teamed, pass it out and get the three-pointer. That's how he likes to play. They weren't listening to him last year. These guys were doing what they wanted. They weren't listening to him. They were a veteranship. Coach Herberg's a young coach. He came in, and he's got these alpha guys who's been there, and, and and they didn't really play his game. Now you see these players are buying in on how he wants to play, the style he wants to play. They're young kids. These guys are all young kids. They're playing now. You see, i never seen the Bulls score so many points. Yeah. They're over, you know, what, maybe 105, 110 points average. Do you remember uh, when we were watching the Bulls play in the playoffs and when we were begging Jimmy Butler to shoot and he wouldn't shoot it back then? Yeah. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. And we would have probably made the finals if he would have just shot the ball. If, if Jimmy Butler played the way he did last year and the year before that, when we were in the conference finals, we probably would have ended up going to the finals. But Jimmy couldn't shoot then, and he wasn't a scorer at the time. But no, again, he wasn't a Tibbs wasn't giving him a lot of the opportunity either because he was sort of a rookie too, and he was young. Yeah, he was so, a young, young player. All right, so going back to the whole... So the trade. How do you feel about the trade now? Let's get some... Uh... All right, so you got Zach Levine, solid for three games. Chris Dunn, who's not only bringing you stats, but he's also bringing that leadership aspect of it. And then you got the number seven pick. And the number seven pick at the time was Laurie Markkinen. And this kid is breaking bull records for rookies. I mean, He's right- breaking all-time records. Yeah. He's the fastest rookie to hit 103 pointers. So he's got, right now, currently his stats, 15.4 points a game, 7.6 rebounds, 1.3 assists. I mean, he, his stats are better than Chris Dunn's, potentially might be better than uh, Zach Levine. Um, if you look at the trade... Well, well no, we got to give Zach a little chance now. He just uh, came back. Yeah. Right. But if you look at the trade now, then let's go the number 16 pick from Minnesota that we swapped, ended up being Justin Patton. He hasn't really played. He broke his foot. He's out. So, in a way... You literally only had Jimmy Butler for Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, and Laurie Markkinen. And we'll see what happens to Patton. If you look at that trade right now, 
I think that was a great trade. Now, it wasn't highway robbery because I think the talent that we got back potentially at the time might have not been that great. I think that Paxson and Gar saw that talent and done. Then the word got out after the trade was done that um, uh, that Paxson actually wanted to draft Chris Yeah, Dunn. they wanted to get tra- draft him. Yeah, right. and they, they didn't have that chance to do it, and that's why they went after him They saw something this. in him. So I got to tip my hat to Pax and Gar for this one, and I think that right now you picked at least, well, we'll see the outcome of Zach because he's a free agent after this year. So I would hope that they didn't pull the trigger uh, on the trade if they didn't think that, that Zach would re-sign again. Um, he's on the cheap, though. I mean, he's obviously going to be asking for, I'm thinking, and we were talking about this earlier, he's going to be in the market for about $10 million a year, 9 to $10 million a year, potentially even a little bit more. Yeah, I think more. So we'll see what see, happens. See, it depends on the outcome of this year. Yeah, but I, I hope he really ends up uh, staying with us. Yeah. Um, and who knows, maybe they didn't want to do the resigning just yet, just to see how his ACL works out. Because who knows, if he goes down again one more time, then I think they probably won't even think about resigning him. I hope not. I like Zach Levine. He's, he seems like a good kid. I wish him the best. He's and young. His return. He's very young. He's 22 years old. Yeah. He's going to be 23 in March. Let me tell you this. about so that's a good core. Uh, I know it is. Let me, let me, it is a good core. Let me tell you about the Bulls. The Bulls were stuck, what they call it in basketball hell. They were stuck in the middle. They were a 500 team. They weren't going nowhere. They were just stuck. They weren't getting draft picks. So they wanted to blow it up. And then we thought they were settling. But actually, they did good. Marketing is a, is a really good player, and he also has a very bright future. Now, what I heard when they drafted him, I heard he's a very good shooter, but I heard he's skinny. He doesn't rebound much. And you know what? When I see him play, he's only 20 years old. That's it. He plays a lot stronger than what they originally said. You can't always believe these guys. Yes, he's a great shooter. They 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 promised that, and he is a great shooter. He's one of the best shooters, seven-footers, that's playing out he's there. He's Dirk Nowitzki part two. Right. He's a very good shooter. He shoots quick. He has a good release, and he's very smooth. He's tougher than they spoke about. He's tougher. He gets more rebounds. He blocks some shots. He's fairly athletic. And he plays decent defense. And he's only going to get better. He's going to get stronger. He's going to get tougher. He's going to know the game better. He's going to know where to be. But I already see a lot of promise in this guy. Okay, Chris Dunn, I already talked highly about him. I think Chris Dunn could be the all-star of the future. I really do. And Zach Levine, this guy is super athletic, super quick. He already shown the first two games. The last game, he didn't have a great game against the Warriors. And, you know, that's going to happen. You're only playing 20 minutes. You can't get in a rhythm. You miss a couple shots. They take you out. You can't, you know, so he's going to get his win back. He's going to, the first two games, he looked really, really great. He's a great outside shot. He's super quick. The guy's yep. super fast. They held their own against the Warriors in that game. Yeah, they played tough. They, I mean, yeah, it got far away a little bit towards, like, the third. Right, they only lost by seven. So, yeah, they yeah, had a bad they, third they quarter. They came back. They were, they were up by three at half. They were up 66 to 63. They had a bad third quarter. They all scored, I believe, thirty-two to twelve. Yeah. And then they had a they had a good fourth quarter. They only lost by seven. They they even cut it down. Last game they played in November, they lost by what, like forty-nine points or something. Yeah. So you're you're looking at overall at the end of the day. I think that the two people that are really surprising me right now are Dunn and Markinen. Markinen's really wowing me. Dunn in a way as well too. I did not think Dunn can play at this capacity. Um, 
I'm just really excited to see this and to see them play at that caliber. So um, really what it did for me is when I started looking at that, I started looking at the future, and I'm just like, okay, so hold on a second here. I'm like, Zach Levine's a free agent after this year, so we'll see what happens. Um, Miritich is forcing a trade, and apparently it's coming from Miritich. Um, and I don't, and it stems obviously from the Portis event, but I know he's been professional as well too. I, I mean, what did you think of the whole – well, first – I know we were upset at the fact that not a lot of news was coming out of it, and I think people were leading to speculate on what was going on. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Paxson and Guard did the right thing by trying to keep it like to themselves. I know a lot of people didn't want Portis around and, 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 and what have you. And, and to be honest with you, I, if you were going to trade any of them, I'd rather trade Portis than, than Miritich right now. I mean, actually, they're both playing well since this incident. Meritage is playing the best I ever seen him. I know he had that March yep. a couple years ago, but he's playing so far more consistent yep. than he, he has been. He's been playing better defense. See, you know what, uh, Cole? These guys got a chance now. With Butler and these other guys, they didn't. They didn't have a chance. They didn't have much of a chance. They miss a couple shots. They go on the bench. They. Uh, but they had, like I said, these other The Bulls are fun to watch now. The Butler and them, they held the ball. Stacey they sold King the says it. Yeah. The Bulls. Oh, I love Stacey King. Sriracha. He's one of my favorite. Yeah. Uh, Stacey King and Neil Funk do a great yeah. job calling the games. He keeps me excited in the game. I look forward to watching Stacey and Neil Funk. And But I want to say about the Bulls, I didn't. they weren't that fun before. I mean, they really weren't. Not as fun as they are now. Sometimes I think their downfall is they get a little uh, three-point happy. Now, they play better when they throw it in a Lopez. If he gets doubled, then they kick it out. And, and Lopez been talking about Lopez been real solid. But just I want to say about the Bulls, they got a young core. They're much younger now. Instead of a 35-year-old, how old was Rondo? Maybe early 30s? 32, I think. Maybe 32. And then you got Butler at 28. Now they replaced that with Markham at 20 and Chris Dunn and uh, Zach at 22. So that's a young core coming up. And it's the young players, and these guys can grow, and they can grow with a coach who's a young coach. And uh, I think they had to do it anyways because they weren't going nowhere before. So they now I'm sort of something. they had to rebuild on something. So now I changed my mind, and I'm in the favor of the trade. I don't know. I'm not saying they're going to be. You're champions. thinking trade Miritich? No, I was thinking. Oh, you're, I was you like to, the trade, the Jimmy Butler trade, right? I, gotcha. Yeah, I think it's a pretty fair trade. I think Minnesota's got a great player in Jimmy Butler too. I think it's a fair, pretty fair trade. Now, in Meritage, you know what? Me and you go back and forth about this. If Meritage was 32 years old, and I would say, yeah, trade him or 31 or 30s. He's only 26. Yeah. So He's only what would you do right now? Would you trade him or try to talk him into staying? Or, or if you had to make a decision, Portis or Meritage, who would you let go? I, I uh, think Meritage is probably Meritage is a better player, but I think Portis is a decent player too, and he has improved this year too. But I think Meritage can give you more spark. He's got that offensive. He's got that stretch four. That's a that's a really good thing in today's basketball. You got someone who can stretch the defense out, so they got to keep the defense away. You know, you and didn't then, answer, you didn't answer the question. What was a Port, Portis or Meritage? I told you I'd rather probably keep. Meritage. Meritage. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, but it sounds like, or it looks like, Meritich is demanding for a trade. Okay. Well, here's here's what you got to look at. 
is the guy they're going to get, I mean, we don't know. This is yet to be determined. And it's all speculation. It's all speculation. Is he going to be as good as Miritich? Is Miritich is playing right now? Now, I would like to see Miritich play the whole season like this. Can he continue to do so? And, yeah, and we who knows. So here are the trade possibilities yeah, that are out ahead. there right now. So you've got, and I've got details on, a f- I've got details on all of them. I'm only going to go over a few. But um, Charlotte's reached out and asked about Miritich, uh, Brooklyn, Toronto, Detroit. Uh, Utah Jazz and Portland. So he's got six total teams that are interested in Miritich, which is good. Um, now, what the Bulls are really holding back for, from what I heard, is that they really want a first-round pick. So they already got one, um, which would be their pick. Um, and right now, roughly what it looks like, and it could obviously go up or down depending on how their record ends, um, it's going to be roughly be around a, like a 9 or a 10 pick, the, their pick. Um the two that look the most lucrative uh, is one is the Jazz. Um, but again, this is falling upon that if they would let go, they have a potential 12, 13, 14 pick in the first round. So what, what the Bulls are asking for is the Jazz want to let go of favors, which is a free agent after this year. So if we get them, we might lose them. Um, but the Bulls are more interested in that first-round pick. But the Jazz don't want to let go of that first-round pick. So that's why I think that may not happen. The one that looks the most lucrative right now to them is the Portland trade, and they would get Harkless in the trade along with the first-round pick. Now, the first-round pick for Portland looks like it might be like a 20 to a 19 pick. So that means that we would end up getting two top 20 picks. One would be roughly around the 9 or 10, might even be lower if we do better this season, and then the one Portland gets, which would be pretty solid. Um, Now, when you're looking at the team overall, and I'm looking at the team as a future here, I know you love Lopez, and I like him too. Yeah, I love Lopez. Solid veteran. Knows what he's doing. He's versatile. You can't get centers like him that much. But I think he's one of the best centers we have. But it, I mean, who's better? Who do there you is mean? no better center. In, uh, there's many centers in the NBA that are better than him, but none on the Bulls. No, none on the Bulls by far. I was going to say but in the last he, couple. No, in the last couple years, who would you prefer, Paul Gasol, of the Bulls a couple years ago, or Robin Lopez now? Lopez now. I like Lopez now. But too. I would rather have Noah uh, when he was at his peak. Noah was good when he was at his peak. Yeah, they I like Noah close. back then. Yeah, but in any case, yeah. this is what hurts me with Lopez. If you start looking at things financially and you look at the free agent market and who you could potentially sign or bring aboard eventually, um, Lopez is making $13.7 million this year, $14.3 million next year. And I know that he's a name that's out there that the Bulls are, are already talking to other teams to try to unload him. And people may be, and they may bite on that salary because of Lopez how well he's playing. No, Lopez is a solid player in any team in contention that needs a big guy like that. We'll go for him, I'm telling you. Yeah, so he might be involved in some of the trades in one way or fashion. And I, I wouldn't cry if he left either. He's getting up there in age two. So, I, I mean, he's a big salary. We can probably bring I know, but the Bulls, are under, the Bulls aren't uh, don't got a big salary this year. Uh, but you can use it for free agents. Hold on. I've got a method to my madness here. Uh, Markinen, obviously, you're going to keep. Miritich, if you trade, you get rid of. So at power forward, you end up having Markinen and Portis. Uh, Nawaba's going to be a free agent, so you have no small forward besides Zipser and Poindexter. Poindexter's a free agent. Um, and then well, got- Nawaba's more of a guard. They, yeah, yeah, he's a shooting a, guard in a way. Yeah. Then you got Levine, who we don't know if he's going to stay, and then Holiday, whose his name's also been rumored in trades, along with Valentin. 
So you've got basically Levine and Valentin if Levine stays. Now, if Levine stays, he's going to ask for 10, 12, 13 million a year. So that's part of getting rid of Lopez. You need that salary. Your point guards, you've got Dunn, who you're solid there as well, too. So here's the deal. When the draft comes, I know there's a lot of rookie, there's a lot of college kids that are really good in center, but they're really going to go on the top five. So those are the guys that you're looking at, like the Bagley's. Um, I know the Bulls are really high on Aiton from Arizona, which was Markinen's buddy. Um, but I don't think – I mean, he's going to go top three, in my opinion, with Bagley. And then you've got Bamba from Texas that's probably going to go top five as well. So the top centers right now in NCAA basketball in college, are go- the Bulls ain't going to get a chance in getting the center. So you're not going to get a good center in the first round that you can pivot around there. So you're in a way forced, if Robin Lopez leaves and you get rid of it in Lotus salary, you're in a way forced to go after the free agent market for centers. The good news is there's a ton of free agent centers in the market. The top one, and I don't think they can convince him to come, how would DeAndre Jordan, would you like him on the team or no? He's, no. Yeah. Yeah or nay? I don't know how he would fit with his bowls, but he would bring toughness, and he's a solid player like Lopez. He's more of an inside guy. You know what? Today's NBA is going a little bit away from that center, but I still think you need somebody to rebound. So, uh, DeAndre, what are some of the other picks? All right. So so he's a no? No. He's a no. I, I don't know. Let, let me see. Let me compare him to some of the other free agents. All right. I'm indifferent right now. So you've got Clint Capella. I'm just throwing a name out there. He's very low. He's a young guy. He's from the Rockets. The Turkish monster, Cantor. Cantor's a good offensive player. He's making 17.8 mil this year. Yeah, he's. So that's going to be hefty. The guy I like from Atlanta, but he's 28, is Deadman. The okay. center for them. I like that man a lot. The that. other guy I like is Nuri Noels. Oh, Noels. Yes! From the <laughs> Mavericks. Um, and then you've got Okafor, which is a free agent, obviously, as well, no, too. No, I'm not crazy about Okafor. You I'm don't not like cra- him? No. 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 All right. So we're going to sit here. And, I mean, the centers out there, you've got centers that you can potentially bring. So there's centers out there that you can bring aboard. Um, you can look at it. Um, you also have, like, if you're looking at, now, small- yeah, but like you, you mentioned DeAndre Jordan. Okay, you mentioned the salary of Lopez. Yeah, wouldn't DeAndre Jordan command a little more than Lopez? So, I think so. Right. So what are you, what are you doing there? I mean, is it worth it? Well, he might at, be a little better, well, but I don't. Point, Lopez is solid too. I think you'll get more of a positive having DeAndre Jordan on your team than Lopez. You have more of a threat inside the paint with he's Jordan. A, he's, a, he's a good inside threat. He's, a, he's an old-school center. Yeah. That, that's kind of a dying breed now. Look at the Heat. They won without that center, but they have that best player. I like Noel's a lot, too, dude. Noel's, yeah. And you know who young. I really like? One of the new upcoming center? Talk. Embiid on the Philadelphia. Yeah, but he's a lock. He ain't no, leaving. no, I'm just saying yeah. he's... He's a so, freaking monster. He's fun to watch. So here's some other free agents that I threw out there that might be worth the Bulls getting. I know Jabari Parker got hurt, but hey, what about bringing him back to Chicago? Chicago from Chicago, Chicago guy, yeah. So and he's a small forward. But and he we hurt his knee twice. That's, knee. that's the problem. Uh, you got Rodney Hood. Uh, that's going to be a free agent as well. 
Um, and then you got it, just for support, maybe a shooting guard or point guard. You got Payton from the Magic. That's going to be a free agent too. Oh, Alfred Payton. Yeah, he's, he's pretty. He's but pretty I decent. think the, the Magic may sign. So in the draft, what it looks like that the Bulls might be going after right now is they're very, very hungry on Miles Bridges, which is a Michigan State kid, and he's a small forward. Um, I like Michael Porter. I like Kevin Cox from Kentucky. Um, but I think truly if they end up between the 9 and 11 pick, uh, you're looking at Michael Bridges uh, from Villanova that might be available. Trey Young might be available from Oklahoma. But the problem is we don't really need a point guard. But, I mean, that's – again, I mean, you can get a small forward um, from the draft, and I think you'll be okay at a small forward position. Um, also, in the Portland trade, besides Harkless, Zach Collins' name has been brought up, the center. Okay. So that might be another he's, he's return. A first, any rookie? Yep. So that's yeah. the other person that we might yeah. get in return for the first round, which who knows? You never know. Maybe if you throw him in the system like Hoiberg's system, he may end up doing something. So, um, I mean, at the end of the day, um, they're trying to go right now to get rid of Miritich for two first round or for one first round pick which means that we would end up with two first round picks and then we would have a second round pick as well too which we got from new orleans because we ended up giving ours away i think to the knicks i may be wrong on that don't quote me I th- we gave it to some team either the, uh the, brooklyn or the knicks got it um but we would end up getting new orleans which is number 47 in the second round so we would get three solid picks uh in the draft and i'm I'm really hoping we'll see what happens. I would be trying to talk Miritich out of not going, but um, I don't know. I mean, that's that's on uh, that's on, uh, on Tricola. I mean, Miritich is playing solid. He's not just playing the threes. Sometimes he does get lights out on the threes. He's playing solid. He's playing the best defense I've ever seen him play, which is decent defense. He's passing well. He's playing good with his teammates. He's a big spark off the bench. He's a point leader, scoring leader off the bench. Was he averaging almost like 17, 18 points a game? Who? Uh, Miritich. Miritich? Yeah, um, and he doesn't play a ton of minutes. I don't know offhand. But, yeah, he's he's around there. I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to go on the nets. Oh, come on. I'm not going on the nets. Um. Oh, that's interesting. I'm getting the picture shown here. Is that here in the Chicago? Yeah. Yeah? Wow. You know right. who that is, right? Yeah, right now? No, but it was last week. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, the, what is he doing in Chicago? I don't know what he was doing. I, I forgot some kind of event. We saw a picture of Jackman's boyfriend. All right, so anyways, um, hold on a second here. Hold on a second here. Uh, all right, so... So, so you feel good about the Bulls moving forward, or what? Let's yeah. let's finish off the Bulls right quick. Yeah, I, okay. uh, I, I'm, I'm digging them. They're, they're an exciting team to watch. Um, I am interested in watching the games finally again. Uh, they remind me of back in the day. Remember when the Bulls were always making those comebacks with Ben Gordon? Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. They remind 04, me 05. of that team. Yeah, yeah ben with Gordon. Andres Nocioni yes. and uh, uh, Ben Gordon. Who else was on that team? Heinrich, Cephalosha, Heinrich. Yeah, yeah, all those guys. It reminds was Curry, Curry, and what's his name was on it too, Chandler. Curry was still on that team. I think so. Um, yeah, it reminds me of that team a the little bit Bulls, in a way. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I I I like them so far. I hope it. Um, I like them, and I'm glad that the team is responding well to the coach, and uh, they're they're a fun, exciting team to watch. And uh, the only thing is, 
some people don't want him to win because they want to get that higher draft pick. But I, I don't know. Uh, I'm enjoying watching the Bulls, and I look forward to watching them this year. Yeah, definitely. If they do bomb, they would end up getting a chance for one of the, at least those top centers. And then if they maybe do pull a trade with Portland, then they can probably get the small forward they want. That would be storybook for them right now. Yeah. But we'll see what happens there, anyways. All right. Okay. Anyways, on to the on to your, your your favorite team in the whole wide world, the Bears. Your favorite team. My favorite team. So, um, all right, this is going to be rant time. Ready? Go ahead. Um, so obviously the season ended. Some of the things that I liked that were positives. Uh, looking forward is I was very glad to see that Glennon um, was benched. Um, not that I hated him, but and they put Trubinsky in there. Um, I, I really like Mitch, and I, uh, I I liked the fact that they put him in so that he can learn now, make the mistakes he can, so then that way next year he comes back, he's got experience, and he can go from there. Um, some of the things I think that obviously we got hit with a really bad injury bug. So um, Kevin White, in my opinion, is is gone. I if he's still on the team next year, it's beyond me. Um, I think four years in a row injured hasn't four or three. It might have been three, three yeah. or four. Like mm. the guy has not played a full season since he's entered no, the NFL. Not even close. Um, he, he, it's it's done. It's not even worth keeping him. Uh, it's not even worth giving him another chance. I think at this point you just cut ties they, with him. They may because this Ryan Pace is a pick. I, I yeah. just and in any case, right. um, it was sad to see Meredith fall. Um, I really liked Meredith. He had a really good camp when we went to camp, uh, which we do every year. Um, and Meredith was good. Um, Kyle Long is starting to become another one where he's he's getting injured a lot. So he's been a lot of injuries. Uh, yeah, the last two years, three years, he's, he's an all star player. Yeah, and and the thing is, he's a Pro Bowler year after year, Hall of Famer. He just needs to stay healthy. Uh, the team needs him too. Um, he's the backbone of the offensive line, and when he's not there, it hurts. So um, hopefully, he stays healthy, uh, and we don't see him missing a lot. Um, Willie Young got hurt. Pernell McPhee was hurt, then got hurt again. Uh, Jarrell Freeman got hurt. I mean, our all our linebackers got hurt. Um, m- the bright spot until he got hurt of the defense was Leonard Floyd, and that was Fangio and Pace's pick too. And um, I-, I love Fangio. Uh, in my opinion, he should be a head coach, um, but he he's an old-school defensive coordinator, old-school defensive coach. He's like a Buddy Ryan type of guy. Um, but uh, the team loves him. The defensive squad loves him. What he did with that defense, they were literally rock bottom, and he made them one of the NFL's best defenses this year. Um, and, yeah, I and, think they finished like number 10. Yeah, and that's with all those injuries that he had. Right. Um, if he had Leonard Floyd that was healthy, I mean, he drafted Floyd, and he's the one that was telling all of us. We were saying he was too skinny, and he's like, oh, watch, I'm going to make this kid into a beast. He's a very versatile linebacker. And he ended up being a vi- every NFL uh, quarterback would always say every time they played the Bears they had to look out for ninety four because he was always there. Yeah. So I mean he again Floyd is a beast. I I hope he comes back healthy too. So as a team we got hit with a with a huge uh, injury bug that hurt us. Um, but I'm glad to see that Mitch was in there um, and uh, that he was getting the time now. Um, I didn't think Fox was the guy. I've been saying it for two years. 
that Fox needed to go. Uh, I don't think he was the right coach for the team. Um, his demeanor, uh, it was obviously an upgrade to Tressman. That was a complete debacle to this day. That was one of the most unprofessional NFL coaching stints I've ever seen in my entire life. Even camps were unorganized. Remember yeah. when, didn't you go to camp with me when you yeah, were with Tressman? Yeah. Even the camps were unorganized. That's how messed up Tressman's regime was. Well, well, you know, one thing about Fox's regime, the players played hard. They didn't give up. They didn't get blown away. They didn't get blown out in many games. They were more disciplined. The defense, I think Fangio had a lot to do with that because he brought good defense. So the team did play. They didn't give up on Coach Fox, and they played for him. Uh, they just didn't have enough talent. So I got to say that he brought some discipline. You got to have leadership. You got to have discipline. I yeah. think he brought that. You can't let, you know, you got to be the one calling the shots. And I think Fox brought that. Unfortunately, they didn't get the wins that they were looking for. And then that's why he had to go. But I thought he, he brought at least a culture and uh, the team back to, I don't know about respectable because they needed more wins, but back to, Watchable. They were in a lot of close games. Yes, they were in a lot of close games that they lost. Yeah. So they could have they could have had a couple more wins easily. So here's my beef with the Bears. Um. Again, I'm going to say this: Ted Phillips does not belong in the Bulls or or the Bears organization. (laughs) Um, Ted Phillips needs to leave. He should have been gone a long time ago. I think he's about six to seven years past his tenure. Um. Is the problem the McCaskies? Virginia's too old. I don't think she has anything really to say. I mean, it really falls on George and Mike. Um, we saw Mike McCaskey at uh, Bears camp this off season, or during camp in August or July or August. I forgot what it was already. Um, but I mean, if it's the ownership, then something has to happen. I mean, we haven't won a Super Bowl. We went to the Super Bowl against the Colts in what year? Uh, 06 season. And we won in 85 the last right. one. I mean, we're a team. We're the Chicago Bears. We're a third, maybe second market team, meaning besides New York and maybe L.A., you have the third most amount of revenue that pops through a professional team through this city. The amount of money that the McCaskies make is ridiculous. I didn't pull up the stats, but I did uh, about two, three weeks ago. I didn't have them with me. I'm sorry. The Chicago Bears in the last five years ended top three in merchandise They sell sales. a lot of merchandise. They're an old franchise. Top They're, yeah, three. They sell a lot of merchandise. That was in the double-digit, almost hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay? They're one of the only teams in the NFL that sells out every game. Yeah. Haven't had a, a scare yet. So the fans, in a way, are the ones that are enabling the McCaskies to continue to do this. I've said this on Facebook with a couple of my friends on my personal Facebook page, not on the WCSN face page, but in my opinion, the McCaskies are pulling a Sam Zell of the Chicago Cubs before the Ricketts bought them to the Bears. They're looking at the end of the year at the profit and loss statement, and all they see is they say, hey, Ted, did you make money this year? Yes, I did, Mike and George. All right, that's all that matters. Don't do anything. Just keep doing what you're doing. And that's all it is. They're not putting a winning team out there. And until the fans stop going to games, 
stop buying their merchandise so they can see that hit in the profit loss. And then we finally speak up and say, hey, we'll buy your stuff again, but put a team out there so we can actually be proud of the Chicago Bears. They're not going to change. It won't change. Nothing's going to happen. Now, this is a a major reason I'm going to jump into another thing now, why I watch English Premier League soccer. The fans have the biggest say-so. I'm a Liverpool fan. The fans have the biggest say-so on every soccer team's doings, signings, and what they do. I have seen soccer teams, because they've let a, a, a player transfer to another team or they bought they brought players in and bought them that the fans didn't want, I have seen stadiums half empty in a week. You literally have fans going out telling other fans, don't go to the games. You know how much that hurt the owners of a soccer team in England when they only sell a quarter of their tickets? Yeah, tremendously. So they get turned around, and what does that soccer team do? They do what the fans want, and then the soccer fans come back. (laughs) So it's plain and simple. So now we're going to go, and I'm going to start digging in here. Ryan Pace, I'm defending him. I think he's a great general manager. I know people are saying he's trying to build the team like the Saints when he was with the Saints. And if he is, I hope he does. They won a Super Bowl. Yeah, they did. So, But I truly feel that his hands are tied behind his back. If you have a president and a CEO and owners that come up to you and they tell you, hey, uh, Ryan, I want you to put a winning team out there, but I'm only giving you $7 million. You can't bring the talent if your hands are tied behind the back. You, you just can't. So in my opinion, at least from what I'm seeing, and this is my opinion only, it's not anyone else's, um, I think Ryan Pace's hands are tied behind his back. He's doing what he can do with what's given to him. So I think if they let him unleash his power and he can go out there and recruit these players for big money and, and do what he wants to, he can bring in talent. We saw it with the Trubitsky pick, which I was in favor of, when everyone's like, oh, he sold the farm. Why would he do that? We didn't need him. You gave him all these draft picks and, and blah, blah, blah. Trubinsky is going to be okay. He's going to be a great quarterback. Okay, I mean, we, we hope so. That's year. yet to be t- determined, though. No, but you saw the beginnings of it this year. Yeah. Well, we have I didn't not watch seen a, a I didn't watch like a ton of Bears game to be honest with you. All right, so <laughs> so here's what I'm worried about. And then this is another reason I feel Pace's hands are tied behind his back. So Gruden signs with the Oakland Raiders for a hundred million dollars. Right. Ten years a hundred million dollars. That's unheard of. That never happened before. Bilichek is rumored to be he wants the Giants job. We'll see what happens with him and Kraft there because I know they're getting in a fight. Um, you have his offensive coordinator, McDaniels. Well, Belichick didn't like giving up Jimmy G. And they're say, then now they're saying that Tom Brady was the one that was pushing for it. Right. So there's an argument they're going on there. They're saying he was there. pushing and they said Kraft, to Kraft to get rid of Jimmy G. Yeah. Because he didn't want him watching over his shoulder. Yeah, and they're saying that Kraft is on Brady's side. Right. So Belichick is upset, and he might want to leave. Is he going to leave? I think at the end of the day, Kraft's not dumb, and he's going to talk Belichick into staying at the end of the day. Um, McDaniels has been highly touted to either go, I think, to the Colts or the Giants, and Patrick. Uh, yes, I heard about the Colts. And Patrick uh, potentially to the Giants. Yeah. Two top coaching candidate, big money, but top coaching candidate position coaches. And we can't go. The Colts, Indiana, 
I know. They have enough money to pay McDaniels, but the Bears, top three team, Bears don't have that money? Like the Giants, I can see. That's New York. They've got the money. How do the Bears not have the money to go after McDaniels and say, hey, we want McDaniels? Didn't McDaniels want a lot of control and power? Maybe Pacey didn't want to deal with that. I don't know. What happened there? Didn't so he, didn't he want power of a personnel and stuff? I don't even know the That's details. That's what I heard. I, mean. I don't know. So so we get stuck with Matt Nagy. I I, I don't want to bash this guy. I feel bad <laughs> for him already. <laughs> He's been an offensive coordinator for two years. That's it. They said He's, he called five games. He's done nothing. What? But has, Andy Reid gives him great praise. What has Andy Reid done? He took the team in the Super Bowl. Did he win any Super Bowls with the Eagles or with the Chiefs? No, they lost by three against the Patriots. And then he chokes in the first round almost every other year. (laughs) Andy Reid has done... But he gets the team to the playoffs. He's done nothing. And we're picking a guy who's been an offensive coordinator for two years just because he's on the cheap, and we're going to bring him to the Chicago Bears because he's the cheapest guy to pick. Now it doesn't end there. Uh-oh. It keeps going. Cold got more. His list is long, guys. Offensive coordinator, Mark Helfrick, head coach of the Oregon University Ducks. Three years head coach, NCAA coach. Our wide receiver coach, Mike Fury, used to be a wide receiver for the Rams. He was the head coach. Listen to this, guys. Limestone NCAA Division II in South Carolina. Come on. Are you making that up? I am not. Guys. How are we settling? But he's just a wide receiver coach. For an NCAA coaching staff, for an NFL team, our offensive coordinator is an Oregon Duck head coach. Do you think we're going to win the Super Bowl doing the bootleg every single play? No. It's a different style, yeah. Thank God they re-signed Dave Ragone. I liked Ragone, the quarterback coach. He used to be a Louisville uh, quarterback. He was a great quarterback in college too. Ragone, at least that's a steady for, for Mitch. So um, I, I like that that they kept him as well too. Um, it, it just it, it's boggling me. Then here's the other one: you bring Tabor. He used to be play. He used to coach for the Bears as a special team. The Cleveland Browns, a special team. Cleveland. I don't want anyone on the Bears that has any association with the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. Browns. I mean, I, I don't understand the coaching staff that has been assembled here. I mean, the only person that, that Nagy brought aboard that I agree with is Harry Heston, the offensive line coach from Notre Dame. Again, NCAA, but I, I like him. And he used to coach in the NFL too. He coached, I think, for the Redskins uh, and the Tennessee Titans before. So, um, And I think he was a Tennessee Titan head coach when they went to the Super Bowl. Not head coach, I'm sorry. Um, offensive line coach. So... It just it's it's scary, guys. I, I'm I'm really frightened to see what's going to happen. Um, uh, now, at least on the other side, um, Vic Fangio um, stayed. Thank God. I, yeah, my, he's solid. My blood pressure was going up, but then um, I heard <laughs> he's staying, and I'm like, all right, thank God. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a godsend to hear. <coughs> Again, I, I I like Fonjo. I think hey, he's hit a, the cough button next time. He's he's a state. Oh, yeah, I know. I should have. I'm sorry. Um, but I, I was I was just glad to hear him stay. Um, it's uh, it's something for Chicago to have hard nosed coaches like him. And um, 
You just needed him. So when yeah, it worked well with the defense. Yeah, I'm glad to see. Him and the defensive too. players loved him, and they still do love him. He's a great coach, um, and um, it, it was just probably the brightest spot of the coaching hires that happened in the last like two weeks. Yeah. That was uh, was good to have. So I mean, I mean that Niner team. For a couple of years that Fangio was on, was yes. Kim Harbaugh as the head coach, was a very strong, dominant team. Yes. I mean, they almost. Vic Fangio. Yes. yes. They almost won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And so... they, were, they were, for years, they were very dominant. They were the West Coast, or what's it called? What's the, what's the division they're in? West. I don't even know. But Yeah, they keep South or West now, but they were, you know, they were division champs for a lot of years, and they were a feared team with a strong defense, and, uh, you know, very good team. So the the defensive coaching team that he kept is pretty much intact. Um, he um, has a vacancy in defensive line and outside linebacker coach. Um, but he kept uh, Pierce, inside linebacker coach, Don, uh, uh, Donatel, uh, and Anderson stayed, and those were all Fangio's guys. Um, so I, I – I, I'm not worried about the defense. I have complete faith in Vic Fangio because he's a head coach capacity. Um, I have complete faith that Fangio can bring in um, top quality coaches. But uh, it's just scary to me that you've got a guy who was a quarterback coach that became an offensive coordinator for two years, and then you bring him on as a head coach, and then he's bringing all these offensive um, NCAA coaches aboard, uh, and these are the guys that we're supposed to settle for th- that are going to take us to the promised land. I, I, well, let's I, see how they do. Let's see how they yeah, do. Yeah, I just think there's yeah, way too know. much. Um, Newness? Uh-huh. Yeah, there could have yeah. been some more. Veteran leadership? There should have been a veteran coach coming yeah. aboard to have all these young guys there. Fangio's a veteran. You saw what he do- he did with the defense. Um, I don't think Nagy's the veteran that's needed to turn the team around. I don't think that the offensive coordinator is the guy to b- turn the offense around. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I'm not happy with the coaching staff. I'm going to be very interested to see what happens in camp. Um, uh, we'll see what happens and what goes from there. But um, – I just I pray that it at least works out a little bit, but we'll see what happens. So um, when you break down the team, um, and when I was looking at what we needed overall, obviously wide receiver was our biggest hurt. Right, so you need a wide receiver. Desperately need wide receiver in the draft. That's who you need to go with. Um, if you turn and you look at the NCAA, or not the NCAA, the NFL draft overall, um, we're getting, I think, the eighth pick in the first round which is actually pretty good. Um, our number one gap that we need to fill is wide receiver. Uh, number two is, is an offensive tackle. You always um, need offensive linemen. Number three is a defensive end as well, too. Um, if you look at the stats uh, for um, some of our offense, wide receiver was our biggest gap. Big, big, big gap. Um, which obviously also affected the quarterback's stats. Uh, I mean, Mitch threw for 2,200 yards, seven TDs, seven interceptions, but um, he could have got double of that if he had some good wide receivers out there. Um, And then Zach Miller being hurt didn't help. I don't think they used Shaheen either that much like they could have tight ends. Um, We we brought all these tight ends. I like Zach Miller. I'm a big Zach Miller fan. Yeah, he's a good guy. Get well soon, Zach. Yeah, he's a good guy. So I I think what it looks like right now is a lot of people are rooting for uh, the Alabama kid, Calvin Ridley. 
Um, that's who the Bears are probably going to go. He's a wide receiver, obviously. Um, if not, there's some other people out there that are saying that Christian Kirk from Texas A&M is also a better fit for our system and our program. Uh, and we'll go from there. We'll see. But it's going to be a wide receiver, I hope. Um, I think Pace is pretty level-headed where he'll at least figure that out and go from there. But um, you also have some solid uh, – I was looking at the free agents that wouldn't be that much money, um, but uh, Allen Robinson from Jacksonville wide receiver it would be free agent, so that's not a a bad pickup. You got also the kid from uh, Landry from Miami, okay, who also would be a solid pickup. Uh, Sammy Watkins, I'm not a huge fan of. He's a free agent, but I'm not a huge fan of Watkins. Uh, he didn't. He was on too, Buffalo, right? Yeah, he got injured there. I just. Sort of reminds me of Kevin White. Don't want to really deal with it. Uh, Detroit uh, uh, Ansa, the defensive end, uh, is going to be a free agent. So, I mean, if we draft wide receiver, um, you can potentially sign maybe another wide receiver and then potentially go for like a defensive end on the free agent market. I mean, there's free agents out there that can build this team and get it to where we need it to be. Um, and then we can maybe draft offensive linemen. So we'll see what happens. Um I don't know if Nagy's the coach to convince some of these offen- uh, these um, these free agents to come aboard. I mean, if it is, then maybe it's something I didn't know, and maybe that's why they went after him, because he can convince all these guys to come over. So um, we'll see what happens from there and, and, and what they end up doing. But uh, camp's going to be very, very interesting, to say the least. So um, it's going to be something to look forward to and, and to see what goes on and stuff. So, um, what what's your take on the Bears? Are you excited or uh, this is gonna take at least this, with all these new coaches and stuff? It's gonna take at least two three years to see what's going on. The first year is gonna be an introductory year. They gotta work with Strabinski. They gotta get some offensive uh, linemen to protect them. They gotta get some wide receivers so he can have some outlets to throw the ball. So you gotta give this coaching staff at least two to three years. And then we can make a better judgment and assessment on how they're doing. That's my opinion. Yeah, we'll go from there and see. Okay. Definitely. All right, so Jackman, your favorite. Boxing. You ready? Yeah. All right. So um, I like boxing too. I'm not going to say I don't. I, I dislike it. Um, but um, we haven't covered it. What did we miss, the biggest thing that we missed? Well, we didn't cover Joshua Klitschko, did we? No. I think we did. I think the biggest fight I think that we missed, I think we even touched base a little bit on um, uh, Canelo Triple G. Well, we we were talking about it because I distinctly remember us talking about that fight. But that was before when they were, you know, were like, I I It was in the stages. It was in the stages. And I'm like, Canelo should wait a little bit. I know we definitely missed the McGregor Mayweather. Yeah. But well, you know what? That's more that was, of a clown show. Yeah, that circus was a clown show. Yeah, that's a clown show. Um, all right. So I, I think the biggest news right now out of the boxing world is uh, Canelo Alvarez. Two. Um, part two. Part two. Uh, what did you think of the first fight? Did you see it, Colt? Yeah. Um, what did you think? I sort of think Triple G won, man. But, I, again, I, I may be looking at it one-sided because triple, I'm a Triple G fan. Um. I know a lot of people that saw it and thought that it went Triple G should have won it, but they gave it to Canelo because he's more of a um, young and upcoming star. Yeah, and I think they couldn't give him that loss. So, but he already has a loss his record. Yeah, but I mean, it was Mayweather. It was Mayweather. So I, I don't know. I, I think that um, 
I think this fight's going to be even better because I think both of them are, are going to train even harder. And I think that... Well, um, they said Triple G trains like a monster. You know, the thing is, I think Canelo did decent in the fight. He had his moments, but he didn't fight the whole round. Who do you think won? I mean, I would have to watch it again. I lean towards Triple G. See? Yeah, I lean towards Triple G. I saw Canelo had his moments, but, but were think, they long yeah. enough? No, I think Triple were G got it. Were they sustained? I mean, you know, uh, Canelo, he stayed on the ropes a lot. He doesn't fight three minutes. He doesn't fight two minutes in a round. He fights like a minute of the round. So you need to fight a little more. Uh, but Triple G, he could have done a little more damage when he had Canelo on the ropes too, to be fair. I mean, he didn't, he didn't really hurt uh, Canelo too much. And Canelo... For a guy coming up in weight, took the shots better than I anticipated, but I don't know. Uh, see, here's the thing. I think Triple G is probably a little better than Canelo, but I think the age difference is playing a factor. Uh, Canelo's a lot younger than Triple G. Triple G's going to be like 35, 36 right now. Yeah. Canelo's like 10 years younger. He's like 26. So they waited like almost another year. When did they fight? In September? Eight months, nine yeah, months? Yeah, it was on September. Yeah. So they waited a long time to fight. They didn't have no tune-up fights in between. Uh, I think Triple G, again, is going to be the more aggressive because I don't think Canelo can fight the whole round. I really don't. But well, in spurts, he's, he does fight pretty well. I think Canelo's going to train hard this time, too, because he knows what Triple G got from the last fight. So I would not be surprised if Canelo wins this one for the simple fact of, okay, I know what I'm looking at now, because before he didn't really know besides watching fights. Well, no, they did spar, but when Canelo was a young, he was only yeah. like 20 years old, so, so it's a little different. So now, now you're going in, and he's going to know what he's getting into, and I think that Canelo's going to train even harder. I think he's going to get more cardio, obviously, because that's, I think, one of the factors that I it's, saw. And, and you know what? Canelo does have a problem with cardio in a lot of his fights. He yeah. doesn't fight the full rounds, but against Triple G, he really showed it. So we'll see what happens there, but um, Canelo's camp agreed to a May fifth rematch. Um, apparently, what's waiting, what they're waiting for right now is uh, they're waiting for Triple G's camp to respond uh, to see if they're going to go with it or not. Um, the funny thing is, remember when Triple G would reach out and no one would respond to him, right? Because no one wanted to fight him, right? And now they're reaching out to Triple G. So I don't think Triple G would disagree against this one. No, um, I think. That I wonder what the agree. terms are versus the money. Yeah, I think Triple G. I don't think I don't think money has anything to do with it. I think Triple G is that type of guy that he knows he can win. Right, and he's, he's a very self confident individual. Yeah, because right. he's gonna take it because he's gonna be like, I'll make my money on the later on fights. the next fight. Yeah, because I know once I beat him, then everyone's gonna. Well, be no, like it's gonna be me. a big paycheck, but I'm just wondering how much more I'm I'm assuming Canelo is gonna get. Of course, yeah, I mean he's gonna get the yeah. uh, the, the Mexican population share. too. Right. I mean right. the Latin population is gonna listen. To, I mean they love him right now. He's the Julio Cesar Chavez. Right. I mean of the, of our time currently right now. Pretty much. I mean, who who else is out there right now? You got some guys. You got Mikey Garcia. You got some guys. Not as big as Canelo, no, though. No, not as big as Canelo, but he's also a great fighter. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying he's not great. No, but, no, no. Yeah, Canelo's more I mean, he's got the whole country behind him, So, and that's got to be one of the biggest sports over, over there. Yeah, it's very popular. I mean, that's what you're looking at. So Soccer and boxing is yeah, very popular. That's, that's the biggest one. So he's the guy that's carrying them on their back. So. Um, and you know what? He's in a bigger weight class that they don't have a lot of uh, big champions at that weight class. He's fighting at 150, 154 junior middleweight, 160 for the Canelo uh, for the Triple G fight. 
So, you know, they don't have a lot of guys that big. They're usually in the lighter weight classes. So Spence Jr. came out. Earl Spence Jr. Earl Spence Jr. And he said that he's trying to call out um, Canelo so that they can fight at 160. See, I didn't hear that. And Earl uh, Spence Jr. fights at 147. Yeah, and he's fighting uh, Peterson this Saturday. Lamont Peterson. And apparently if he wins, which I think he will, um, if he wins sure and favorite. Canelo wins, yeah. that he wants uh, Spence wants to fight Canelo. So yeah, I don't know if I think Spence should. Is that a fight you want to see, though? No, I'd rather have Spence clear out the 147 division. I'd rather have him see him fight uh, the guys like Thurman, Porter, Sean Porter, uh Broner, uh, Broner's is a little notched down now. He hasn't been winning lately. Uh, but I'd rather see him fight those guys. Maybe Danny Garcia. He's also really good. So you got Danny Garcia, you got Keith, one-time Thurman, and you got Sean Porter. Let him fight those guys before moving up in weight classes. Well, you know, I'm not a big fan of small guys moving up in weight classes. Yeah. Now, that won't be a huge jump because Canelo used to fight at 154, 155. But still, Canelo punches hard. And I'm just not a huge fan. We saw what Khan and Canelo, and we saw what Brock. And I was totally against Brock when he fought Triple G, Kelvin Brock. This guy was is a great fighter, is a great boxer. He outboxed Sean Porter. He won the title at 147. And when they signed that fight, I'm like, no, fight Khan, fight Khan, fight somebody in your weight class. He was undefeated, and he fought well against Triple G. But then the weight, the size, Triple G wore him down. He hurt him. He busted him up. And then he fought Earl Spence Jr. And then he hurt him. They, he broke cheekbone. And so did Canelo. So you know what? I'm not a fan of that. Fight in your own weight class. Then if you destroy everybody, then maybe go up one class. Don't go up two, three classes. Because there's a reason why they have weight classes. Well, Earl's also noted to call. He called out. Um, Keith Thurman, Danny Garcia, and Sean Porter for ducking him. Right. Well, he should he should try to fight those guys. But will those guys fight him? I don't think they're because jumping they're in line him. to fight him. Right. That's, that's what I'm saying. So that's well, you know why what? he's Sean saying Porter, he wants to fight Canelo. You, Sean, Sean Porter is usually an aggressive style fighter who doesn't. I don't think he really known to duck people. I don't know. You know, he he fought Broner. He fought Thurman. He wants to fight Thurman again, too. I don't know. Maybe he sees something in Earl Spence that he knows yeah. might be a difficult fight. Who? Um, so Thurman, yeah. Mikey Garcia, who is going to fight uh, Lipinitz. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with Lipinitz, to be honest with you. I'm a big Mikey Garcia fan. It got he, rescheduled for March 10th. Okay, okay. I'm a big Mikey Garcia fan. His last fight was against Adrian Broner, and he beat him. And I'm a real big Mikey Garcia fan. And they're talking about maybe him and Lomachenko, which I'm also a big fan in. Vasily Lomachenko. Yeah. I'm a real big fan of his, too. They got some good guys coming up. They really do. Yeah, so we also got the uh, Wilder Ortiz on March 3rd. You know what? King Kong is a pretty tough dude. Yeah. King Kong Ortiz is a pretty tough dude. He's a Cuban. He's a southpaw. He punches hard. Do you, do you think he's going to beat Wilder? I think he has a chance. I think Wilder's got that. Well, the thing is with Ortiz is he's older too now. He's about what thirty-seven years old. Uh, he's up there. He's up there, but he's. Solid. And what's up with these boxers fighting so long now? Like you never really saw that back in the day. Like you would retire 
in boxing right, from like 30, 33, 34, 34, 35. Like you were retired. Right. Now you're looking at boxing. You got 40 year olds, 37, 38 year olds. You do. I mean, in the heavy weight, you can fight a little longer. Well, yeah. Because they rely more on their power and less on their They're reflexes. They're taking a lot more body shots, too. Yeah. Nowadays. In my opinion, heavyweight boxing has got a lot more boring than what it used to be in the day. Back well, in the you day. Got, yeah. Back well, in the day, they were swinging back, at heads. Well, back in the 90s, it was a highlight the, heyday of yeah, boxing. Yeah, Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield. Riddick Bull, yeah. Lennox Lewis. Now it's all body games. Everyone just hugs each other, and it's a, they're just they're breaking down your body. Yeah. Well, so you're you not getting in, hit in the head as much. No, but, but yeah. No, in the 90s, we were spoiled. We grew up with a lot. You had George Foreman comeback trail. Yeah. Uh, Tommy the Duke Morrison was also a very exciting fighter to watch at time. David Tua. David Tua was a, he's a Samoan Mike Tyson. Th- th- I mean, Thunder Down Under. Yeah, the <laughs> James Thunder. <laughs> he's a USA special. Uh, was I, missed that. You, yeah, uh, I missed that. Yeah, I missed that. Tuesday night fights, yeah. right? Yeah, Sean O'Grady and uh, Mark Albert's uh, brother. David Tua was a special on that too. I remember. I think yeah, right on the Tuesday night fights. Yeah, David Tua was tough. Um, whatever happened to David Tua? And then Briggs was on there for a while, Shannon too. Shannon Briggs. Now he's a nutcase. He's going after all these heavyweights, and no one he's wants to fight him. He's going after Klitsch girls and them. Yeah. He's invading them while they're eating their lunch at some kind of cafe. <laughs> it's like, well, come you don't on, even dude. let the guys eat in peace. Yeah. Hey, how about Anthony Joshua? What do you think about him? I remember when I first talked about him, you know, I thought he was going to be good, but I didn't think he was going to well, be Fury's like. Well, Fury's calling him out. Yeah, well, Fury's got to fight first. He's, he Fury's hasn't fought. Lose some weight. Right. He hasn't fought. Since he beat Fit, well, he just got licensed. Since he beat Vladimir Klitschko, yeah, and he had his license well, revoked he had drug or something. Problems and he had yeah, problems. so he just got it. Uh, uh, he just got it back. Okay, so he's cleared to fight. Um, well, he's got to train and get down. I mean, I mean, dude, he's, he's like my doppelganger. He looks like me a little bit. He does. He does look like you, Tyson Fury here. Um, I don't know about Joshua, but um, I mean, what do you well, think? You think Joshua's going to fight the winner of Wilder Ortiz? Could be, yeah. The, Joshua's fighting uh, Parker, who's from Oh, New here's Zealand. the other thing I heard. Parker. Um, who was it? Was it Wilder that said that he's going to try to unify the titles again for the first time since, like, I think it was Lennox Lewis? Was it Wilder? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Joshua, I think it was yeah. Wilder that was saying that he's going to try to unify all the titles and he's going to try to go after each heavyweight champion so he can bring all the titles together and then that way he can be the first unified what is it uh uh sammy the bull said it before what is it called when you're the yeah the lineal champion champion. so he's like the man who beat the man yeah he wants to be the next lineal champion besides lennox lewis so then that way he's got all the titles and whoever beats him has all the titles which i think should be the case i mean i don't i never liked the fact that they had like the wbo the wbc ibf and the iba that this is like lennox lewis had all the titles yeah you had like you have six champions oh that's another guy we didn't mention in the 90s lennox lewis right oh one of my favorite fighters i retired early too i think well he was like i think he had two three years left maybe he fought the tough fight with vitale yeah he had a perfect build man yeah he did his, his five, reach, his, his height, jab, his, his speed, height, his man. right hand. He he had all the tools. Perfect built. You know what? He beat everybody he faced. Yep. He lost twice, but he revenged those losses. Yep. I I loved Lennox Lewis was my last favorite heavyweight fighter. Lennox Lewis was a champ. I never liked Holyfield too much. I liked him because he was a guy coming up. He was a cruiserweight coming up, and he fought in the heavyweights. I liked uh, um, what's his name? 
I loved uh, Galata. Remember Andrew? Oh yeah, Andrew Galata. Andrew Galata. With He's from here, in Chicago. Yeah, who was his uh, trainer again? The Duvas. The Duva, yeah. Yeah, the Duva brothers. Oh man, old times. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so um, what else was there? Then you got, um, I think, on April fourteenth at Madison Square Garden, you got Crawford fighting Horn. Um, okay, Jeff Horn got the decision over Manny Pacquiao. I saw it. Pacquiao I saw it. Pacquiao won. Yeah. Me too. So, but I, I'm I, I'm calling Crawford on that one. Yeah, Crawford's undefeated. Horn got I mean, lucky, so we'll well, see Horn's feisty. I mean, he might do all right, but Crawford, Crawford's on a roll. I mean, nobody's even really giving him too much of a fight. So, what's your take on um, what do you think uh, Mayweather's going to do next? I think Mayweather should stay retired. Um, do he's been going around telling people that he potentially may be. Um, trying the UFC, and now they're going to try to do a McGregor Mayweather 2, but in the UFC, and he's over here bragging to Dana White that supposedly he can make it a billion-dollar fight. I I personally think it's going to happen, and I think that Dana White would be dumb if he didn't do it. That's where the money's at. Why would you not want to do that? I don't see – I don't – People will pay it. I don't no, want to see it. No, I don't see Floyd going in the cage. I don't. That's not his element. You I think don't McGregor see him. would take him down on the ground and try to do it on the ground instead of on, well, on the feet? Well, McGregor's a striker. He may try to kick him yeah. and, 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 and come at him a little differently. See, now I'm thinking I might pay money to see that. That would be <laughs> I'd rather see that fight in the than octagon in than in boxing. Yes. And then in yes. this way, if he loses in the octagon, he can still say I'm undefeated. Yeah. Because I never really lost in boxing. I only lost in the UFC. I know. But I don't foresee Mayweather doing it. I really don't. Well, I don't, we'll see don't what happens. See it sounds like he's pushing it. It sounds like Mayweather's okay. pushing it. Yeah, and it, that it's not really McGregor or Dana that's trying to push it. It would really surprise me. If Floyd gets in the octagon, really, really surprise me. Oh, we'll see what happens oh, we'll there. Um, all right, other tidbits really quick. Um, Sylvester Stallone, there was a backup statue that Sylvester they had for the Rocky movies, that, the one that was in, that's in Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia. There was a backup one they had for the filming of the movies in case something happened to the original one. Well, after the movies were filmed, they ended up moving that, and there's a Boxing Hall of Fame museum that's in San Diego that has it, had it. And so I guess they closed down the museum, and um, Sylvester Stallone bought it for $400,000, and he's putting it in his Los, Los Angeles home, isn't I it? Be, I believe that's it. That's badass, man. Yeah. I, wouldn't you – like, imagine having a man cave, and you got the Rocky statue right in the middle. Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be like, dude, that's the rock. And it's real bronze. I forgot how much the weight of oh, it was. It's probably heavy as hell. Um, Mike Tyson has become a marijuana farmer. He legitly is growing marijuana now. Wow. In Las Vegas, so he can sell it wow. to these uh, dispatcheries that they have that will be going around. Little crazy stuff. So, in any case, Showtime, uh, we said it earlier. Uh, this Saturday, you got Spence Jr. versus Peterson. And you know what? Peterson always fights everybody tough. The only guy who beat him early was Lucas Matisse. He's very hard-hitting Argentine, and they fought, I believe, at 140. Mm-hmm. That's the only guy who knocked out, as far as I know, Peterson. Every other guy Peterson has fought, Peter has, they, he took him to a dogfight. He took Khan to a dogfight. He took Danny Garcia to a dogfight. So Peterson is a tough guy. He's a he's a tough – he's like a a guard – or a passage you got to get through. 
to get through him, you know, and then once you go past through him, he's like a step, you know. So, and like I said, he fights everybody tough. He's a hard-nosed guy from Washington, D.C., and uh, it'll be, but Spence applies the pressure like no other. It'll be interesting to see how Spence fares with Lamont Peterson. Spence is real hard punching, and Spence goes to the body too, and he's relentless, and he's got fast hands, and it's going to be interesting to see how Peterson deals with him. Well, talking about um, Matisse, he's fighting the week after. Right, Lucas Matisse. Now, he was on a hiatus for a while. He came back at 147. After his defeat to uh, Victor Posto, he didn't fight for a while. He fought a couple months ago against Emmanuel Taylor, and he knocked him out. He still shows that he's got power. Uh, His opponent, I'm not too familiar with him. Kiram. Okay, I'm not too familiar with him. Tiwa Kiram. Oh, He's maybe from the from the Asians, huh? Uh, I think so. I think he's uh, from Thailand. Thailand. Yeah. Now, Thailand fighters are very they have tough. A, they have a pain threshold. They do. And they, they, they start out in kickboxing. These guys are very tough in the smaller weights. Yeah, they are. I mean, there's a champion, the one who beat Chocolatito, Seaside Soren Bion. If you ever seen him fight, he's really good. He's like a little Pacquiao. He's the Thailand fighters are very good. I think the, I saw him before. The Asian fighters are tough in the lighter weights, guys. They're tough fighters and they don't give up. So, it'll be interesting to see how Matisse fares with this guy. I'm a Lucas Matisse fan. I don't know if he can get back to that level that he once was at at 140 after his defeat with Posto. He's at fighting at 147, but the guy does have a lot of punching power. And uh, he's interesting to watch. He's and he's someone who I also look forward to watching. Um, you also have, um, what was I going to say? Um, I th- no, that, that's on HBO. That's on HBO. That's yeah. the week after. So that's going to be an HBO fight as well, too. So um, what else do we got? We got anything else? White Sox, Cubs, uh, they're starting to report to camp already. So camp starts in about one month. Catchers and pitchers report. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, very interested. I'm a Sox fan um, to see what's going to happen with all these rookies that um, they ended up just uh, trading for. And uh, we got them all in the camp. Some are going to be brought up already. Uh, the rest, they're going to try to see what's going to happen uh, before we keep pushing them through. Uh, hopefully the Cubs keep their team intact because it you never know in four years you may see chicago chicago world series um if these guys don't end up leaving for salary um reasons but uh it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in chicago in baseball season uh looking forward to baseball as well uh again the bulls you got the nfl draft coming up in the summer uh you've got the uh nba draft nfl draft that's going to be interesting and you've got March Madness coming up in a couple. Yeah, that's around always the corner. Fun to watch. Yeah, hey, and just to touch on the football a little bit, we got the NFC and the AFC championship game this oh, week yeah. on Sunday. I haven't watched as much football as I normally do. I used to be a fanatic. I used to watch all the football games uh, that I can see. I used to be one of those guys on Sunday, watched a twelve o'clock game, watch a three o'clock game, watch a seven o'clock game at Sunday. So, anyways. Let's just talk about who do you think is going to win. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars uh-huh. against the New England Patriots. And then we got the uh, Minnesota Vikings against the Philadelphia Eagles. So, first, um, that Minnesota touchdown was amazing. 
the catch yeah. at the end uh, was great. One of the reasons you love to watch at least any football game, playoff football game. Especially. Um, it's just good to see. I know Minnesota's in our conference, but uh, I, I really liked seeing them do that. Uh, it's good to see Foles uh, pick up the slack. Back, yeah. And uh, and uh, get Philly to where they're at. And they came back, too. They were down as well uh, when the Falcons were beating them for a good portion of the game and stuff. So um, I, I'm an underdog guy. Yes. Um, I hate the Patriots. I would. I, I don't think. I don't think Jacksonville can beat the Patriots. But they I would, got a young quarterback, Blake Bortles, yeah, against a vet. Tom, I would love Tom to Brady. see. A Jack- they say their defense is really tough, so Jacksonville. I would, I would love to see Jacksonville, Minnesota. Yeah. But and they're gonna, you know, the, you know where the Super Bowl is taking place this year. It's gonna be in the Minnesota Metrodome. Yeah, but I think it's gonna end up being. Well, I, I can see Minnesota beating. the Or do Eagles. they still call it the Metrodome? No, it's different. It's different um, now, right? I can see Minnesota beating the Eagles. I can't see Jacksonville beating the Patriots. So I can see a Minnesota New England World uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, it, it, again, it's going to be. What is this going to be? Brady seventh. Shit, shit! I don't even know. If you, I, I, in my, I I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, again, I hate the Patriots. Uh, he's got to be the greatest of all time at this moment. Yeah, I mean, he won in '01. He won in 03 and 04. That's got to be seven. He won in, uh, no, he won in 01, 03, 04. They lost in 07 to the Giants, and they lost in 11 in the Giants. I don't know how many. But he won last year. Didn't they win last year against the Falcons? He's four. He won four, no? He won four, and he went to six. Or am I right? Uh, Brady has been honored with four Super Bowl MVP awards. Okay. The most ever by a single player. Has won two league MVP awards. Yes. In 07 and 10. Has been selected to 13 Pro Bowls. And wow. has led his team to more division titles, 15, than any other quarterback in NFL history. Wow. How many Super Bowls did he win? I, mean, I think four, right? If you can't, uh, five Super Bowls. Oh, what was the other year they won? I don't know the numbers. It's all oh, in Roman it's in numbers. that Roman. New... But, yeah, five. So this would be six. I mean, you can't. Wow. It's greatest, wow. man. I mean, Montana. I used to call Montana. Better than but Montana. <laughs> his, the, the way this team is playing and the run and, and the longevity. It. He's like a Brett Favre. Some of his wide receivers aren't the greatest either. I mean, besides him having Randy Moss a couple of years, he doesn't really have solid wide receivers. Right. I mean, it's a scheme. It's a coaching, and Tom Brady's yeah, timing. It's everything. It's right. Tom Brady's great. I mean, he to see this guy play at this level at forty years old is unbelievable. And he's saying he still wants to play. Yeah, like another five more years. Yeah, that's nuts. Forty-five I, years old. I know. We never uh, seen. I've never seen the one of the best I've ever seen. And when you they're old, him winning three more. I know. One He'll of be the forty-five winning his last Super Bowl. One of the best that I remember in recent years. Quarterbacks playing playing good when they're old is probably Brett Favre. Brett Favre. That year in Minnesota. Yep. That they almost went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and they lost at the end. Yeah, they lost that. They lost in the NFC Championship. And that's pretty much against it. against the uh, Saints. That uh, was all nine. Might be, yeah, yeah, it was. I remember against the Saints, and it would have been a nice Super Bowl because it would have been Brett Favre against Peyton Manning. Yeah. But then Drew Brees. That's the one day one. 
So, and he was like 38. He had a really good season, but I don't think it's as good as Tom Brady's playing. You Tom can't. Brady's playing even at a higher level. Yeah, T- Tom Brady is at another level. He's at another level. He's he's the greatest of all time. I mean, I can't. You How about can't. Aaron Rodgers? I mean, not saying all time. He's got to do a little more, but Aaron Rodgers. got to do a lot more, I think, <laughs> not a, a little more. Aaron's, I mean, he's a great quarterback. Yeah, I like Aaron Rodgers, too. I'm a Aaron Rodgers fan. And what he also. did this year, broke his collarbone and came back so fast. I mean, that's pretty yeah, amazing. He tried. To, yeah, he tried. to come back that fast. But you see how the team went downhill when he left. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the same thing happened to Brett Favre, too. Brett Favre was that team. Every time Brett left, the Packers wouldn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, Brett Favre carried that team and stuff. So, so Cole, before we uh, – I know we're getting closer to the end of the show. Uh, so, who you got? For the, Who you got? Patriots? I, I, Patriots and Minnesota is my call. Okay, and then who's going to win? Patriots. Okay. Let's see. See, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if they keep Case Caning in the game or if he struggles and they go back to Bradford. They say Sam Bradford is clear to play. Uh, yeah, but I don't. Um, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and the I only thing is Keenan. Keenan is on a roll. Too. He's on a roll. He's yeah. kind of hot. It's sort of you go to his hot. Unless hand. he gets hurt, I don't think they're going to pull him out of the game. Okay. Well, they're in the Philadelphia, aren't they? Yes. Okay, I'm going to go with the home teams. So you're going to go Philly and New England, right? And then I'm going to go New England in the Super Bowl. But you also, you know what? I heard Jacksonville and their defense is ranked really high. Sometimes a great defense, it's like boxing. Hey, I'll be rooting for Jacksonville, dude. I know, but it's like boxing. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. You got the defensive lineman coming in. You got pressure on Tom Brady. If you get a couple turnovers, you never know what can happen. But uh, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are very hard to bet against. So I'm going to go Patriots, Eagles, and a rematch of the Super Bowl of 04, because they played in 04, Patriots and Eagles, and Patriots for the win. Yeah. So but but I would be, it would be nice to see the underdogs win. I'm also an underdog fan, too. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see. So um, uh, that's a long one. So That's a long one, guys, yeah. I think, though, though if we're going to be covering a majority of the stuff, if we do the stuff weekly, we may not cover all the stuff, and we'll just... Right, and you know what? I think if, if we, there's a big boxing event, I think we can have a show that's more tailored. We could still call it the Windy City, but we can have like yeah. a boxing and, and uh, focus more on that because talking about all these subjects, me and Big Cold are so passionate about the sports and the sports we love and about the Chicago teams. So these... Shows do go fairly long because yeah. we got a lot to say, and we haven't done it for a while, too. Well, it's not too bad. We ran about an hour and 34 minutes, so okay. it's not super bad. But um, it's been good to come back, uh, to be back. Um, good it to felt come good, back. man. It felt uh, good. It was good to wipe the, the dust here. off, literally, um, yeah. in the studio as well, too. Um, and glad everything's still working. Um, again, um, follow us, guys, on our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at WCSN, the number three, and listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, SoonToBeRadio.com. We'll be on SoundCloud as well. We'll post all our shows on our social media. Uh, it'll be up shortly. Um, we will be doing Facebook Live shortly. We may be doing quick tidbits before we're jumping on air uh, and recording, just so that that way uh, you guys can see us before we're jumping on, uh, and then we'll go from there. Um, other than that, I think that's pretty much all I got. 
Um, Bulls game tomorrow, guys. Bulls game tomorrow. You've got against the Atlanta uh, Hawks. NFL playoffs this weekend as well, right, too. Right, Sunday. Um, and then you got the boxing. Boxing tomorrow. Boxing tomorrow night. Yes, and then we'll still, uh, I'll still cry in my bedroom over Nagy's hiring and the coaching staff. You know what, Big Col- Big uh, Cole? It was fun. It was fun being back. And for the fans, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully Sammy the Bull gets back. Yes, we need Sammy the Bull. He's an integral part of our team. He's very good. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. And And hopefully thanks for the opportunity. And hopefully we bring a three-peat Jordanopoulos on here. (laughs) All right, guys, stay warm. The weather actually got a little bit warmer in Chicago, which is good uh, to see. The snow is going to start melting. Uh, It's going to be a rainy weekend. Stay dry. Uh, We will see you on the flip side.